and welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I am in conversation with a Baltimore-based digital artist whose work focuses on color. Please welcome Darren Thompson. Junior, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks, Rob. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, man. You, you got to make sure you get the junior part. I'm a junior as well, so you know you got to got to make that delineation. Like that's Big Rob, you know. This is Rob Junior. That's Big Darren. This is Darren Junior. <laughs> yeah, I know it's um, but people know. I know my father, but he was he'd be like, I want to put senior in my name so we won't get our mail mixed up. Always, always. It's 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 one of those things. Like I still get some of my dad's mail sent to his place. I'm like, yo, bro, that's that's not yours. That's that's mine. <laughs> so. Before we get too too deep into the uh, the, the the conversation, um, this is always a mixed bag sort of question, but I want to open it up by uh, having you you know share your story a little bit, share the uh, the Darren Thompson Junior story. Um, some people don't like talking about themselves, but some people like to talk about themselves a little too much, which is why it's a mixed bag sort of question. <laughs> but uh, tell us about a bit about your story, and um, I have some bullet points in there, but you know just give us that the kind of introductory thing about your story. Can I start like um, childhood and stuff like that? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, I come from like a creative family. Like my um, my, my uncles on my mother's side, they would do art growing up. Um, my, uh, my uncle he would do like a um, he did like a wood carving, like a fish. He was doing that. They'd be like um, they make like little bubble gum men. Like growing up doing that, and my father he um, he growing up he would make like um Star Trek ships out of wood. He nice. made a cardboard, put the lights in there and everything. He's doing that now with his 3D, um, his 3D work, making um, Star Trek ships, making different ships. It's really cool putting lights in it. It's, it's great. And with me um, growing up, uh, I used to make Pokemon. Yeah. I got a masking tape. It's like the Pokemon that I didn't, that I didn't see in stores. I would make them out of masking tape you know, or, or packaging tape, make them like that. Yeah. I would draw the Pokemon, um, Dragon Ball Z, Stuff like that. Even um, I remember elementary school, like second grade, I would make like little um, picture books. Mm-hmm. I would draw the little pictures in the, on the paper, and I would make I get cardboard and make like the covers for the book. I remember being um, one of the principals. They um, called me up front. They called me to the office, showed show my book to the uh, principal. She was like, oh, "That's really that's really nice." Yeah. I wish I still had that stuff. Yeah, we we, we all we all have that that thing. I think like. Um, I, I remember I did a comic when I was younger at uh, at Hollandtown. Uh, so to, to really put a fine point on where it was at, right? And I, I remember I was uh, making money because I was in there to run X Men for people, and uh, I did my own comic. And I was one of those guys that would rush through my test, take that B because I knew I was like, you know, gifted enough that I can kind of like not pay attention and still get like a pretty decent grade. Oh yeah. And uh, I just remember one of my teachers, um, she walked by and saw that I wasn't doing my test and I'd already finished it. She mm. took my drawing away and I had like a really good drawing. She took it away and threw it away. I was so tight. So there was one time where I was working on this comic and she walked by and she was like, oh, you really are talented in this area. And I'm like, yo, don't don't touch my comic. We're going to have some smoke. And uh, and she was like, no, no, no. I'll take you to the principal. I was like, yo, am I in trouble for this? Like, I, I did the thing. And she was like, no, 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 we want to um, really like get this laminated so you can k- keep it protected and preserve it and all of that. And and that was one of those kind of like early instances, you know, was that kind of similar for you in that regard? Yeah, it was like um, the fight, like first time, like some outside my family seeing my work, mm-hmm. what did I do? And it was like, it felt good. 
Yeah. Just having that, um, as you say, validation, even if at that age, just felt good just having it. Someone recognizing your work at an early age like that. Yeah, 100%. So you starting off with, you know, coming from an artistic family and starting off with some of the DIY stuff, because, you know, you kind of make art with what you have available, the time that you have available and the resources that you have available. Um, what would you say was that point where you became interested in digital art? I would say that point came my freshman year in college mm. because um, like in middle school and um, high school, I kind of lost interest in art because it felt like I was just drawing. I didn't feel like I was being challenged with like the assignments in the class. Yeah. I was just drawing and um, I can draw, but not draw like other people. I, like, I guess comparing myself to other people, that's, you know, that's, that's not good anyway, but I kind of lost interest during middle school and high school. And then um, just the freshman year in um, college, I took this course. It was like, um, like a digital computer course. Mm-hmm. And um, I did this drawing of the Ravens. I had like, um, like the Raven bird on the field, yeah. um, end zone and stuff like that. It just, I liked doing that. And, just, and after doing that, I realized I wanted to, because I was on the side of coming into college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And um, I took that course. I'm like, man, I might was, um interested in graphic design. So I was trying to be in a graphic design field. Yeah. That was a major, yeah. So going into going to that that kind of early stage where you're like, all right, you know, I'm kind of coming back to this. Like again, you know, what are those things where you, you, it's especially at least for me, I, I could I can say there's no money in art, you know, so it's like less interest in doing it. And then you have just different things to kind of take your love away from it. And when you were younger, maybe it was like I'm just here to draw and express myself or whatever. But when other people start getting in there, you get this comparison, you get this kind of like seeking validation sort of thing. And then you want to buy things and you want to do things that, you know, that art kind of gets in the way of, I guess. And that was what kind of hindered it for me. But ultimately I kind of returned to it in a different way. Is, is that fair for you? I would say so. I would say growing up, it wasn't like, I knew anybody was making money from art. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably was what turned me away from doing art as well. Yeah. And, um, just seeing my friend, his name is Jordan Lawson. You go by Art by J Law. He's doing big things in the city as well. Yeah. Um, we graduated the same time at Towson University. And seeing him pursue his entrepreneurship um, gave me like the courage to jump out as well. So I was kind of like, he was doing his thing. I was kind of like following behind him, like just getting, just being inspired by him. Yeah. And um, that was really the first step was me uh, really doing my professional art after graduating Towson. So what would you say, you know, are some of the, um, like the skill, the skills that you find to be an asset as you progress and just go down this path of being a digital artist or being an artist overall in a macro sense. But what are some of those skills that are, you know, unique to you that you, you would say like, this is an asset about, about me, Darren, that makes me really good at digital art. I would say my creativity and my vision. Mm. Uh, I would say vision figuratively and um, literally as well. Like recently, like now with my abstract art, mm-hmm. like I see like we could be walking down the street. I might see like a crack on the sidewalk. Yeah. I take a picture of it. I don't know what I don't see right now what I'm going to do with it. 
but I know I can make some art out of it. And that's what that's what um that's what I mean by vision. Gotcha. Seeing, yeah. seeing, seeing it literally and knowing in my mind, like, hey, I can make this work. I don't know where it's going at, but it's gonna be some art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing like here that I kind of struggle with at times. And you you talk to people and you share what your vision is, what your goal is, and are you one of these thinkers? Uh, you're kind of the finished product sort of person, or are you more interested in intermediary steps, the sort of process in making that final project or product rather? I would say the intermediate, I like mm. taking steps through that process and get to the end goal. Mm. I like the um, issue. Say I like to have, you know, I didn't say have fun. Not not the destination. Have fun with the journey. So I like the journey getting to that process because most of the time, I really have. A set, well, a set, like a set um, piece I have in mind, like the fun, like the finished project. A lot of times, just putting photos together, and just and it comes out the way it comes out. No, I, I dig it. I dig it, and it, and I think like I think a lot of people are a mix of both of being able to, you know, have an intention. Like I know that I'm going to make. Like, like when I was talking to you early on, like I know that at the end result of doing this, there is going to be a polished. 30 to 40 minute podcast that comes out of this conversation and what we get in the middle is like, I don't know what you're going to ask answer. I don't know what I'm going to ask to a certain degree. I have some questions, but there's some deviation from it. So it's like, that's the interesting part of seeing like, all right, how close was this to the questions or the way that I shaped this in my head, that vision that I had, but the end product that's what the thing that I'm so interested in because it's like, all right, I want to see how this conversation with Darren is going to go. I want to see how that fits into the larger body of work to really uh, put a, put a fine point on it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the way that I'm thinking about it, but not everybody has, not everybody has vision. You know what I mean? And I like how you described it earlier. It's not just, you know, me using my eyes, but me having this sense of this is what this can become. This is the possibilities that are here. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, creativity and imagination just just having that just having it inside you just having just saying hey i don't know how i'm gonna turn out but it's gonna turn on something good <laughs> yeah that, that's the that's the thing i mean you know sometimes there's certain things that are those those other like sort of arts like people will always kind of forget culinary arts right and it's like all right how's this cake gonna turn out you know what I mean? It's like you got to do the mixing, you got to do all the baking and all of that stuff that goes into making that that finished product. But at the end of the day, it's just like, all right, I guess I guess I'm making a cake. I do the same thing. With my, <laughs> I, I bake and cook too, so I, yeah. I know the process. Is experiment with different ingredients, spices, everything. <laughs> but there, but there are certain things in that whole process that you know you better have the right amount of baking powder or whatever in it because it won't be a cake. It'll be something. It won't be a cake. No. So, so tell me how you, 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 since you're, you're a process guy, tell me about how you organize, plan and prioritize your, your work. Like, let's say, you know, that you're going to take on a new project that's, that's coming out and you're going to work on an abstract piece, run, run down that process for us. How do you organize, plan and prioritize taking on a new project? Let's see um, how I plan. I really, really don't have a plan to be honest with you. Fair. Um, it depends if um whatever I see, um I just I just turn in art. Like I like I described earlier, like I see a crack like um one piece. Oh like the piece can you see behind me? Uh you don't have your camera on, I can't see. Oh, it. Right oh okay. Um like I have a piece, um it was hand sanitizer. So I just took a picture 
I was throwing up the hand sanitizer in the, in the bottle. Yeah. So I just I was saw I saw the shapes, the bubbles in the, in the bottle, and I just took a picture of it, and I was able to just mess around with the color, uh. and it made it like into a people when people see it, they think it's a painting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really just a picture of the hand sanitizer. Every time I told him, be like, "That's hand sanitizer, really." <laughs> 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 so so I wanna I wanna ask about this like. What is it about color that really kind of cap captures your imagination and, and 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 that sort of thing? Like, you know, it's always interesting to talk to people who denote color as being really important to their work. You know, you hear conversations about color theory, hues and shades and all of that different stuff. Tell me about like why color is such an important and integral part of your work. I would say color is important because it um because with all my pieces, I like to have vibrant vibrant colors. Mm. Privacy is a big part of my work. I feel like it attracts people. And um, recently, I found it attracts um, kids as well. Hmm. My, um, my first pop-up last year, my friend Tr- um, Tristan, she has an um, alopecia pop-up event for, um, for her company. And she had me She had me there. Yeah. And um, my first pop-up, I'm nervous. I'm trying to get <laughs> <laughs> everything together. And um, kids, so... Um, Mostly, I've been making my work just with abstract. I think just adults, people, just adults want to see it. So kids run to the table, you know, looking at looking at the um, pieces, looking at the um, colors I got on the table. And I'm like, what? Kids like my work? I'm like, man. Um, it was just great to see just little kids just coming by, just seeing the colors, being attracted by the color, being gravitated by the colors, just picking up different stickers and different designs I have and just seeing kids being inspired by my work it was great to see mm-hmm. so i feel like color just gravitates different people kids from all ages yeah. so that's that's why i like to make sure i pride myself make sure everything all my colors vibrant different colors different yeah different vibrancy within my color just i just love to do it what what color like if there were let's say Let's say let's, let's let's make it difficult, right? Okay. Let's say if there's only two colors that you can work in for like the rest of your time as an artist, right? What would those two colors be? Um, I had to be biased. <laughs> blue, blue, my favorite color. I would say blue and pop and gold. I say blue and gold. Okay, okay. I- I'm here for it. Those are Rams colors. I'm here for it though. Are you a Rams fan? I'm not, but uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Ravens fan, Ravens fan. I'm, I'm just peeping the colors. <laughs> Same here, Ravens fan. That's like greatest show on turf, like like Rams. Though I'm thinking. <laughs> so when when you um when you experience color like in 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 like IRL, right? When you're not like working, when you're just like navigating. Let's say you're gonna go to get a sandwich or something, right? And is there like a pop of color that like hits you, and you're like all right, that makes me have this feeling. Or you see someone maybe at like a bar or you see someone maybe at a ball game or something on those lines. You're like, that color that they're wearing, they have this energy. I remember, you know, years ago, they would talk about certain people wearing certain colors to denote victory or um, a basketball team. They might wear their all black jerseys because they're in bully mode. So, so tell me about like that, like when it relates to your art, having so much of a focus on color, when you're seeing, when you're seeing color in like other ways, does it like, that's what they wearing that for. Tell me, tell me about that. It's funny you said all black because the Braves had all black yesterday. Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) 
um yeah, just um you see certain people, certain colors just it just um tell you mate how they what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. They move. You might see people all black, they might be in a different they might be in a somber mood or it could be an intimidating mood, like hey, get out of my way. Um blue <laughs> <laughs> um blue might um blue like blue normally like cool colors, so maybe yeah. it might be feeling chill that day. Red, you know, it's in, red that might be a little intimidating, might be a little sexy depending on a woman. I, I always think about my, my background early on um, was in marketing, right? And I always think about like the Pantone colors. Uh, mm-hmm. You start looking at any of the fast food restaurants, they want to invite you in, right? And I, and I like it, you, you mentioned that of, let's say a woman might have red lipstick on or yeah. have you, that might be something to the note that she's feeling a certain way or has a certain vibe, what have you, or someone is wearing like a red suit, like you wear it on Valentine's day and you know, you kind of getting that certain attention. And I think food, like, like um, restaurants, most of them have either something on that warmer side in it. It's usually a red, might be a yellow, might be an orange because they want you to come in. They don't want you, they don't, they're not going to do blue. They don't want you feeling sad. They don't want you feeling a little somber. They want you to be like, eh, come on in. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things I always go back to. And a lot of that stuff is intentional in, from a design standpoint. Yeah, it's true. Um, cause like you said, with the rig, I remember the scene um, from marketing uh, perspective, it was saying red um, attracts, mm-hmm. the color that attracts. And um, I just feel that same way with um, with my colors, with certain colors um, people attract to. Like it was a piece, like um, I had a show at the uh, Found Studio on mm-hmm. Friday, like, yeah. open, like open reception. And one of my co-workers came by and she was like, she really was looking at that, um, have like a candle piece it's red and um it's like you see the flame on top but it's red yeah. and she was really attracted to that piece like it, i had on a metal frame too so it was shining and everything yeah. it, just looked, it just looked good she was she was really attracted to that yeah. and it had a gummy bear piece too like picture of gummy bears and um in different colors on that and just the way the colors were looking she was attracted to that too so just certain pe- certain colors just attract people vision to it yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think even with the way that it represents, like, um, it's, it's funny, like when I think of red, right, you know, you think of like bullfighters, red, you, it come, it's coming at you. Yeah. But here, generally, if you're driving, red is stop. So it's, it's funny that it kind of like the, the different meanings, they could be the opposite in some regards. Yeah, it could be the different, I guess, the different tones, different. Yeah. The shade, the shade of red, you want know, yeah. to make the track and make you stop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know we all run into this when we're creating something. Um, um, perfectionism, right? Like, I, I always joke about when I first started podcasting, like I'm coming up on 14 years in podcasting. And early on, when I was doing like all the editing and all of that stuff, I was really going through fine tooth comb, like, all right, where's that um at? I need to trim that out. Or where's that space? I need to trim that. Tell me about like creative professional perfectionism for you. Like, how does that impact your work? It's funny you say that because I was doing the same thing. Um, I was like making a video with um, I would make coasters, mm-hmm. so I make a video about that. I was trying and um, I would make sure everything was the music lined up perfectly with me putting the cup um, the cup on a coaster. Yeah. So I just I know just as an artist with any profession, well, you doing art as well. Is um, you want to make sure everything is. Up to your standards, sure, and up to other people's standards too. And um, 
I feel that with my work as well. I just I want to make sure everything is, you know, the um, resolution is right for the printing, yeah. and um, just make sure um, it's just right for people to view. So, so you're so when you're doing digital, like for someone that doesn't get like the idea of like digital art, like break that down for them really quickly, like you know, like how 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 would you describe it? Like how would you describe like what you do? Um, because like, I, I have a sense of it, but obviously I've been researching all day, <laughs> but, uh, for someone that, that, that doesn't get it really give them a rundown of what you're doing. Cause you talked about your, your, your most, your recent show. So talk about this. Um, a most recent show, um, it's, um, it's called, it's at found studio, um, Puffer road in Northeast Baltimore. Yeah. And, um, and it's like a coffee shop slash restaurant. And, um, just having my art there. Um, just the show just. Have different all like combination of everything I did like um my digital art um digital paintings um some of my um sportimals sportimals um geographic it's like I take um animals and put them with different sports equipment yeah. or different sports like um I have like a jellyfish football um a kite uh, kite um manta ray yeah um dolphin baseball dolphin stuff like that and um and with my raven i had raven stuff raven orioles digital paintings and um mostly with my abstract work yeah. a lot of um different colors just different colors i made and just telling people what the what the picture actually is and just seeing their reaction is crazy like one piece i have is um it's yellow it's like um it's blue and like pink like pink in it yeah and i was telling them it was um he'd be like well um i said i asked him like you know what that is you know, and I know, tell me, I said, it's the inside, while we're drinking water, took inside the inside of a bottle. I took the picture inside of the bottle, and it's because of the different shapes. Yeah. And I had like a lemon, I combined it with a lemon, a cut lemon. Yeah. And I was able to make that, make that piece, and they'd be like, wow, you did that. <laughs> and I dig it, I dig it. Like, you know, I'm thinking of, I see, I, that, so that's the one you're talking about behind you, that's the, yeah, uh, okay. I was just, I, if it was a different color, it's like, yo, is that the Dirty Sprite album cover? Like, what is it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, that was purple, like sun. Like, what? Well, like, yo, I just got just got this codeine. Now I'm taking this picture of real quick. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, Thank you. So, hard work and talent is, is is one of those things that you know that you know people talk about. They do and all of that stuff, and it's. You know, we like to get really to to that base level. We like to really get to the bone. Uh, let's look under the hood. Tell us, tell us about like those opportunities, like maybe chance encounters or luck that's helped you in your career, you know, in in in, in art. Because you know, people kind of leave those details out. It's like, yeah, I worked really hard and then I made it. And people don't leave. People leave out those opportunities where you know somebody invited me to do their show with them. Someone you know made sure I was able to get my uh, my art handled, if you will, and transferred back and forth and so on. And they knew I was broke, and they were able to help me out. Tell me about like an opportunity or those instances where there was a chance encounter or luck that's really been valuable for you as a creative. Oh uh, man, I had to go back to that pop up, my first pop up. Yeah. Um, I, um, my friend Tristan, I worked with her mother at Giant at Giant Food. Yeah. And just having an opportunity because I was I was at the time I didn't really have that money at the time, and um, it was free. I just had to come in and just set up my work, and it was just a, it was just a blessing at the time with me. 
that I was able to make a good amount of money just the first time at a pop-up event. Just, I just had little um, different things, stickers, um, magnets, um, yeah. little canvases, and um, just having the opportunity to showcase my work to other people, just get myself up there. And get, um, had like a little note, I had like a um, clipboard with my um, sign up for my email list. Yeah. Stuff like that, we get people for that. So it just that was just a great opportunity and a blessing, just being able to have that opportunity to share my work with other people. Her family were very supportive, and just it was just a great time, great vibe, great everything. That's 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 great. I think um, I think more people need to share those, those things when it's like you no, know, you know, build out that network, have that mailing list, and so on. Because we 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 get really we get really. Uh, like protective of sharing what goes into what we're doing. You're not giving away, you know, state secrets. You know, I try to tell people on occasion, <laughs> if someone's like, hey, how do I do this when it comes to like audio techniques or putting together a show, you share it. You know, at the end of the day, the magic comes from you. You have your perspective and what you may find as something interesting to make into art. Whereas, you know, I'm the person that's going to pick who I think is interesting to talk to and what angle to take, but how to get to those things as a person, you got to do it for love of the game. And so I, I like that you shared that. Thank you. It's just, like you said, you got to, people put you on, you got to put people on as well. 100%. You got to share what you know and whatever you learn, you share it. That's, why, that's what I want to do. Like when I finally get to the point I want to get to, what final point I want to get to, I want to be able to share that with people as well. Yeah. Um, got to share another example. Please. Um, like, um, at another uh, festival like last month, um, Town, the Ricetown Festival. And um, the, um, the lady next to me in the booth, she was like right next to each other. She was, and she would tell me like, uh, Venice, um, like Venice, they don't, like far as not like Venice don't talk to each other, they don't share secrets, like helping each other out, trying to like get the sales, like everybody for themselves. Yeah. So we kind of formed like a little connection. I would tell her like events coming up, and how to do things, just hanging there. It's, it's slow right now, but it's probably gonna pick up a little later on. Just and just being able to be that anchor for somebody, just be able to teach them. Even yeah. though you've been, I have been at many shows, but I've got a little bit of experience just helping somebody else out. That's what it's all about. Just being there for being there for each other. Yeah, and you know, I've told people before. It's like, yo, if if I, if someone hits me up and like, hey, I'm looking for like just the other day, one of my buddies was looking for a photographer and he was like, I know, you know, photographers. So I'm reaching out to you and, you know, other photographers I know I'm going to take certain things in consideration. Who have I talked to recently? Who do I know that does good work and so on? But it's not like, oh, yeah, just get on, you know, some website, look at photographers. It's like, no, I'm going to like make an introduction. I'm going to do that sort of connection. And, you know, maybe that comes back to me in some way of someone's looking for an MC. Someone's got a grant out there. You can't see everything. You know what I mean? So being able to communicate within your community, whether that's community as in location or community as in disciplines and such, that's that's integral. That's, that's powerful stuff. It is. So. I got one last real question for you. And okay. then I got those rapid fire questions for you. Uh, so on the converse, right? We're, we're talking about like those those opportunities where you know people kind of helped out and there was a chance to counter luck, things of that nature. Tell me about an experience that really, really sucked, like for, for you as a creative. And like that may have been painful, may have been just a, a rough experience, but ultimately without that experience, you wouldn't be where you're at. Something that gave that kind of calcification, that kind of scar tissue that kind of got you over the hump and made you a, you know, a better, a better creative or a better person when it comes to the rigors of being an artist. Talk to me about that. 
I would say back in um college, back in um like we had a screen to become we had a screen to get in graphic design major. Yeah. So it was a it's a very it's a hard process. Like you have to make sure everything perfect, gotta make sure to um like we had to put out stuff on like mat like mat boards, mm-hmm. make sure everything was cut perfect, everything. The whole nine. And um make sure the work was our work was good and everything. And um I didn't get something to the to the graphic design program. So that kind of it hurt at the time. Yeah. Not being getting the major that I wanted to get into, but I got into um digital art and digital art and design, so that was the next best thing. And I feel like not getting to graphic design was the best thing for me. Cause I feel like digital art and design gave gave me more of a freedom to create. Cause I feel like graphic design, even though I do graphic design, yeah. I think it's, it's more like standardized. Standardized, yeah. It's not, yes. Yeah, it's more focused on a certain thing. But when I was in digital art and design, I, w- I was supposed to film, photography, mm. animation, stuff like that. It's fine just to create, just for me to be able to create free- freely, I, like I, f- I feel. Like I had, um, I had like a video project. It's like a video project. Um, I did kind of did that last minute. I went outside like five minutes before class and then recorded <laughs> audio. And um, that video actually um, went to the. Um, we had like a junior exposition. Yeah. Uh, no, a jury exposition for um, like students. And that my work and that video got into it. And that video got into um, my, one of my first shows after graduation. It was Overly Art Fest. Yeah. On um, People Choice Award for that video, and that was. And I don't think I would have I would have done it if I if I would have gotten graphic design nope, major. And yeah. I that, that has I feel that it has create um expressed my creativity with my abstract work too. No, that that makes sense. I I, I like that you you put that out there because I go back to when I was in undergrad. Like it was I wasn't in like IT. I wasn't in data and anything along those lines. Even though that's what my day job is, and I didn't have any background in communication. I was just a business major, but I wanted something that was broad enough that if I wanted to, you know, I had the foundation. If I wanted to do a bit more, I could do a minor in that or pursue roles that require that because ultimately you're going to be trained and you're going to learn and so on. And yeah, I, I think being able to have something broad versus something that's specialized, like I'm sure there's a lot of money in doing accounting, you know, yeah. you could do some taxes or all of that different stuff. Yeah. But, you know, what's your marketing background? What's the creative side of that? Or, you know, I think having a, and this is just my, my personality and how it aligns, having a more overarching sort of un- umbrella view of things, yeah. be like, oh, I can manage this whole thing and then find the right people to take care of the marketing, find the right people to take care of the accounting, but know enough that I can hire the right person or bring in the right person. Um, I, I think it's important. And I think you did that from the artist perspective of not purely going into graphic design. You can learn and be self-taught and it's not to diminish that, but it's you know one of those things where having something that's broader and you can build at your leisure you know, that that kind of other skill set that complements what you want to do ultimately as a creator. That's true. That's true as well. And um, also not getting to that represent <laughs> I put a little chip on your shoulder. Oh, 100%. Like, like yeah, I can get into that. Okay, I can. I, I, like I said earlier, when I was doing the comics, I didn't get into the School of the Arts. Hey. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would say it pushed push you to be. <laughs> and all I do is talk to artists. How's that working out? <laughs> 
Come full circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to I want to wrap up on some uh, some rapid fire questions for you. Um, I think I think these are going to be interesting. I think you're going to like these. Uh, yeah. So I got five of them for you. They're ridiculous. They're all over the place. But brevity is key. Don't overthink them. Uh, as it relates to your work. I'm going to start off with the one that feels closest to the the, the kind of inter- interview portion. As it relates to your work, what role do you like to break the most? Like, you know, you go to, you have these kind of like systems that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Of This is how you're supposed to do this. This is not how you do this. This is the color wheel, all of that different stuff, right? What's a rule that you're like, you can't do it that way. You're like, I'm going to break that rule. Tell me about that. Oh, man, it's a tough one. <laughs> um. I guess when I I guess when I make um, black and white work, okay. I guess when I do that, I break out the color up, like certain like certain um, pieces. I'm like, they can do good in color, but I think it look better in black and white. And um, I guess that's one of the rules I break. <laughs> no, I dig it. I dig it. It's like, look, this is this is this is my work. This is how it's gonna be. I like that. Thank you. What is something that you like to collect? That's that's another one. Um. I don't really collect much now, but when I was when I was younger, I was trying to collect all like all fifty states of the quarters. I, I was trying to do that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I started spending them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, that turned into a life lesson because um, I was like, I ain't never gonna collect all fifty quarter, all fifty states. My parents were like, you can't, don't don't give up on that. Don't don't give up. Yeah. And make sure just don't don't say you can't do it. So that turned to a life. So. A hobby like that turned to a life lesson. So, <laughs> I would imagine you—you you probably had that period where you were collecting Pokemon cards too. Because I mean, I know I was doing that. Yeah, Pokemon cards, um, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah. I used to, because I'm an old person, I used to collect GI Joe cards. Yeah. GI Joe cards. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 37, so it's it's gonna be you're, you're gonna be reaching like what are those again? <laughs> We were only about seven years away, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same. GI yeah. Joe's uh, GI Joe was old when I came along, so right there you go. Like, <laughs> oh, no, uh, my, dad, my dad was in GI Joe. <laughs> oh snap! Um, okay, uh, crunchy or creamy? Mm. See, that's, that should be an easier one, I think. I say crunchy. All right, what kind of jelly with the crunchy? Oh man! Um, earlier I had a um, I had some apple jelly. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I see, here's the thing. When it comes to me switching between the types of peanut butter, right? As I, as I get on my high horse of, of peanut butter politics, uh-huh. as I like to call it, okay. uh, I, I like to do creamy with like grape jelly, right? That's but no- I, I like to do crunchy with like strawberry jelly or raspberry jelly. Yeah. Uh huh. I try that. I'm one of those guys. I don't really do creamy with, uh, with uh, strawberry, grape, with je- uh, or apple. Yeah. I never try. I never. I never tried crunch. Actually. Are you apple? Are you apple butter guy? Yes. If my my, if my father hated it. My father hit oh. podcast. He won't. He ate, he ate apple butter. He hated. <laughs> my dad put me on apple butter. He was like, "Look, he's like, put a little dollar of apple butter in your cream of wheat." I was like, "Yo." <laughs> I was like, "This is some black southern nonsense right here." So you you been hooked ever since? Huh? You been hooked ever since then? Oh, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's either that or. Um, it's either it has to be some type of apple thing. This is literally a thing for my dad. It would be either apple butter, a dollop of that if you have it, and if you don't, mm-hmm. applesauce in in the cream of wheat though. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't have to make it super sweet um, with the all of the sugar and stuff. It's like you let oh, the yeah. apples do the work. Oh, cool. Uh, so this is the last one I got for you. All right. 
this is like gonna be like picking a kid. It's it's hard. Oh no. Warm or cool colors, which one is like your preferred? Don't, I, know. don't do this to me. I know, I know. Oh. Sorry. It's like someone asking me mono or stereo. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I had to go. I'll go with I go I go with cool. Of course, because you're a blue guy. You like blue. I I, I was waiting for I was waiting for you to contradict yourself. <laughs> I was about to go warm. I'd be seeing the warm colors. They be they be they be calling to me. <laughs> they keep calling me. <laughs> they keep calling me. <laughs> but but I will say it's it's cooling down. So like, and, and I, I remember I was trying to explain to somebody like the the idea because I think sometimes color like you, you you'll get some people that kind of don't get it. Like, what's a warm color? Colors don't have a temperature, and it's like. No, what do you think of? What's the feeling that's associated with it? Like I was explaining that through the uh, the nose, like you know, switching up colognes when the temperature changes, right? And oh, I was yeah. like, "What's a warm like thing?" I was like, "You start thinking of cinnamon. You start thinking of these kind of things that have like a little oomph to it. Like you think of whiskey and things of that nature." I was like, "Those are warm things, and they happen to be brown, which is a derivative of red." That's a that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. I, know I, I try. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I got that creative mind, man. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's falling apart, but it's, you know, I'm here. Uh, so so with that, um, I want to thank you for, for popping on here on this. Uh, we're doing this on a Monday, so I appreciate you making the time we got it. Um, and I want to invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks, the listeners, where to check you out, your work, website, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Again, thank you again for having me, Rob. And um, you can find, my, find me on Instagram at DarrenDesigns19. And my um, website is DarrenDesignsArt.com. So you have it, folks. I want to again thank Darren Thompson Jr., Darren Designs, Darren Designs, Darren Designs, for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, just people doing good stuff, and color. Always the colors. And around Baltimore, you just got to look for it. <laughs>